Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Simmer Down with Viv. As always, I really appreciate you guys tuning in. This week was very hard. It was filled with many lows, and I know that each and every one of you have probably had weeks like that, and it sucks, right? And it's just one thing after another after another. And you get to the point where you're like, where's the light? Where is, where's the positivity? How can you go through something continuously being dark and and awful? And you have no control over these things, by the way. It is just some weird thing that's happening in the universe. And you're trying to stay positive because that's what we should do and prevail through it all. But sometimes you don't get that and sometimes you don't have the strength. So I was trying to figure out a topic. There were so many things I wanted to talk to you guys about. However, I wanted those things to settle before I talked about it because sometimes when you're in a situation, you don't have a clear mindset. And to be honest, it's still too raw to talk about. So I was looking and looking and thinking and brainstorming all of these things, and it's been happening for a few days already because I'm behind schedule. And I want to make sure I have a new episode every week. That one thing that I do when I am struggling or feeling stuck is I pray. I pray a lot, actually. I pray on a daily basis, numerous times a day. And when I was praying, I was like, what can I talk about? Just please give me some inspiration. And then it came to me. Why not talk about my strong relationship with faith, my strong relationship with God? I'm Lutheran. That's a denomination of Christianity. I was baptized as an adult because I chose to be baptized. None of my family members are religious. Not even Jane, even though we were married by my pastor. Most people don't know that I'm religious. Yes, I have a cross and I do wear it proudly. I have tattoos that have some spiritual meaning to it. However, they just assume that I was brought up in a household that was also Christian. So today I'm going to share that story with you guys. How I found religion and why my faith continues to grow. And it helps me through everything each and every day of my life. So this all started a few years ago. I found religion in 2013. So I have to say that's six years now. Wow, that was really fast. But before I ever stepped foot into a church, I have to say this goes way back into like being a child. Because my parents are not religious in any sense, my siblings are not religious, the only time I've seen my parents be quote-unquote religious is our Chinese New Year Eve they go to the temple with offerings and that is to thank the gods for giving them a good year or helping them through the struggles of the year and that happens every New Year's Eve so that was like my one insight in religion as the years progressed I have friends that went to Catholic school or they're just from different backgrounds so I know there was different religion because of like dietary restrictions which is a huge thing and I always longed for that I remember I was just like I wish there was someone taught me how to pray or I wish that I knew something about religion I knew Adam and Eve and some of the iconic stories like Noah's Ark and stuff like that but not in detail and not understanding why these stories matter and what the Bible is Every time we went to a hotel for family vacations, I would see a Bible in the drawer and I want to pick it up, but I don't know what I was reading. Like I knew how to read English, but I did not understand the way they wrote was like Old Testament and stuff. And I just felt like if I had a teacher that was able to guide me or interpret what the Bible was trying to say, similar to what they do in Bible study now, I would have understood and digest that content so much better and help me. But I didn't have that. And I remember I would just 
pray to God. And I was like, I don't know if you know me, God, but I'm going through something really dark and I need your help. I was like, I'm not religious. I was never baptized. I'd never been to church. So, I mean, I would really appreciate if you can help me. And I, it would just be like what I called empty prayers, which is no such thing. Every prayer is, is a prayer. And there's never a book. So if you guys are in this space where you feel like you want to learn to pray, just talk to God. Just talk. Just have a conversation. It could be anywhere. It could be anytime. He's always listening. So as I got older, after high school, after college, when I was a line cook, I've seen some really dark stuff. And I went through some hell situations. Bad relationships, bad work environments, just toxic toxic stuff being a line cook and in that culinary space when you're in restaurant mainly in back of house it is dark it is a place where drugs happen a lot of drinking just like some kind of evilness too the culinary space is a place for people what they call misfits right maybe not as much now because it's a glammed up industry but back in the day it was like if you didn't know how to do anything and you can't be presented in front of a white collar job you go in the kitchen you make do exactly like what anthony bourdain said in his book kitchen confidential great read so i always reached out and i always talked to god during this time please give me strength to help me focus and give me knowledge to help me grow as a human and after that There was another really, really low point a few years ago in my life where I was going through stuff that I couldn't believe was happening to me. And I just said, I need to change my life. I need There needs to be a change and there needs to be a positive reason why I get out of bed. So I Googled churches near me. And to my surprise, there were so many. There was Catholic, Roman Catholic. There was, I think there was just a Roman Catholic. There was tons of Catholic churches, not a lot of Lutheran. And I didn't even actually know what any of the branches meant through my google search i was able to see images of the church the front of the church and the reason why i chose the church that i am part of today is one thing i saw a pride flag on the message board and i i was very surprised why because i believe the stigma of church they didn't accept anyone they didn't they were homophobic they you can't have tattoos you have to be a certain way you have to act a certain way it's very stuffy and when I saw that I started googling more and more and then I realized I was like wow they say they accept everyone children are invited and I went it was Sunday at 11 o'clock for Sunday mass and I went in and I sat in the back of the pews and I remember I was terrified I put my hair down because I have a tattoo on the back of my neck. I wore slacks. I looked like I was going to go interview for a job, like a, like a corporate job. I had like a, a kind of like a pantsuit of some sort with a blazer, which I don't even like to wear blazers really. And I went in and I sat all the way in the back in the pew. And there were, it, it was like an old school church. They had these stained glass windows filled with biblical images. In the pew in front of us, I had hymns, and like next to me, there were a stack of Bibles, and there was like a welcome part. And luckily, they had this one welcome pamphlet that everyone gets. It's a program, and in there it tells you what is happening throughout the service. And you know, there's like hymns, and there's like books, and it took me a little bit to figure out what the heck a hymn was. I was like, oh, the hymn is the red book in front of me. Apparently, we don't even read the Bible. They transcribe every passage they need into the program, so you don't have to make going back and forth so it was was pretty like foolproof afterwards we got up we sang I didn't sing along I mean after sitting down the first thing my pastor said pastor David said everyone is welcome whether you're gay 
straight, anything, whatever you call yourself, you are welcomed here and you are safe here. And I just felt like, you don't know me, but you're trying to welcome me into your house. Like, what is happening? But all right, I'm going to sit here and like, you know, check it out. And after that, we sang songs. I mean, they sang songs. I just listened and I was like, well, I kind of like it. You know, it's easy enough to follow. There's a lot of repetition, like a chorus of a regular song. There was a sermon. Didn't know what he was really talking about. One thing I loved was children's time where all the children were invited into the front to talk about their day and how he broke it down. I felt like I should have sat down in children's time because that's my basic knowledge of what anything church was. And then there was a part where you shared the peace. And sharing the peace just means that you get up and you shake everyone's hand and you say, peace be with you. And it's kind of like acknowledging and greeting everyone. But it's they don't want you to have full-blown conversations because it's not coffee hour. So after that, it's communion. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about what communion was? I thought it was snack time. Can I just tell you? Because I didn't know. I didn't know what communion was. I never saw it in like TV. They don't really talk about it. So they offered, hey, do you want to get up to go upstairs? So, I mean, do you want to get up and go to the altar? I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. I didn't really eat breakfast. So I got up and I waited in line. And there were little cups of purple stuff. And then there was like empty cups. And I saw people drink out of this like chalice. And I just grabbed the purple stuff that was filled, which was grape juice, which was meant for children. I grabbed them because I was like, what is that? And they're like, grape juice. I was like, oh, okay. So I grabbed it, went up there, kneeled. He gave me a piece of bread, which is like a country bull kind of thing. Ripped some, ate, blessed me, and I drank this juice. And I was like, cool. Got up and went back to the pews. And, well, I have, can I also, <laughs> I chose the grape juice and not the chalice because it was flu season. And I was like, I don't know any of these people and I don't know what they're drinking. And backwash is a real thing. So I'm not doing that. That is exact, that's 100% why I did not take wine from the chalice. I was, you have to understand, I was, into this whole experience so to me it was terrifying that all these people are drinking out of one cup and you wipe it with like a hanky I was like no 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 and I sat back down when I was heading out my pastor's greeting everyone shaking their hands he greeted me I shook his hand I was like thank you so much he goes are you new here and I was like yes this is my first time he goes well welcome you are always welcome here and then as I went downstairs there's this lady who's so funny her name is emma and she's a greeter she greets every single person and asks you to fill a welcome card with your email your name all that stuff and welcomes you back and really invited me to coffee hour but that day i was ready it was a lot already so i left and i liked it i thought about it and i really enjoyed it so i gave it a go next week this time i did not dress in a pantsuit because everyone else was in like jeans and like leggings so i was like i'm just gonna wear leggings and flats and a sweater and I kept going back week after week. And eventually, after about a month, I went to coffee hour. I went downstairs, met with all these lovely people around their neighborhood, their children, everyone. And they were just asking me what my story was. And I was like, oh, I just wanted to check it out. And I really like it. So I continued going week after week and got more and more involved in the activities, the youth group. Any kind of fundraising they were doing, I wanted part of it. I felt like it was a community that I longed for so for so long and such a big part of my life. And I loved selling Christmas trees around the corner with the youth group. And I know like we're raising money for people that are less fortunate. I love giving back. So it really fe- it really fed a part of my soul that I didn't even know. And at this point, I'm learning. I went to Bible study. I was understanding the Bible a lot more. And I think it was probably in February, my pastor asked me, 
if I was interested in being part of this church permanently. And I was like, oh my goodness, what does that mean? He asked me if I was baptized. I didn't even know what baptized meant. I was like, does that, like, what, is, what does that mean? What do I have to do? Like, he said, well, you will meet with me every week for two months before we set your baptism date. And you learn about religion. I ask you questions. You ask me questions. And just figure out, do you want a deeper relationship with the Lord? It's like, yeah, sure. I, I really like it. And I would like more guidance in my life. So that's what I did. I met with him every week for two months. And throughout that experience, I think he learned a lot about me and I learned a lot about him. One of the most memorable conversations was when he asked me about Jesus. How would I have felt if Jesus was coming today? And I had to show people and share his good news of his healing and all of that. I said, well, honestly, it would be much easier for people to know that Jesus was coming. He's like, why? I was like, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. Like one person, one person tweets, Jesus is here. Then everybody would know Jesus is here. I was like, there's really not much hiding nowadays, especially with so many types of social media and so many forms of communication. I'm like, I'm surprised we didn't get a picture of the Yeti yet or any kind of like abominable snowman. But he laughed and he said, I never thought of that. And I would ask him about why he chose to become a pastor because he had a career before all of this and to hear that he chose religion as an adult and now he leads it so he understands all the different changes he understands perspectives as of easter 2014 i was officially baptized and i am a member of my church i'm very devoted to my church and my church community because they have seen me grow they have picked me up when i am really sad there when i'm going through something really sad they help me open arms and vice versa when they go through some dark times we gather all together we help each other out whether it's cooking meals donating time donating money watching each other's children anything like that and that is a strong foundation and i know that is the home of god and whenever i feel any kind of disbelief negativity i go there and that is my hour and a half two hours of pure peace and and growing my everlasting strong bond with God and it only gets stronger and it gets better and I know and I know that no matter what happens to me he is with me he is by my side and he's going to help me get through anything good or bad so now that you know that I have such a strong faith and strong relationship with God what about my future children Jay and I do talk about that because he is not religious in any way. He comes to church with me twice a year. It's Christmas Eve Mass, which is probably Midnight Mass. And then he he comes with me to Christmas Eve Mass. And he comes with me to Easter Day. He knows those hymns. He knows those stories like the back of his hand because we've been going nonstop for five years now. But what about our children? What about the next generation? As of now, Jay and I have decided that we will not baptize our future kids, God willing, until they actually know what it is. I found it to be extremely meaningful to find God myself. That's not to say they won't come to Christmas Mass with us or they won't come to Easter. They will do all those things, but it's going to be their choice. They can come to church with me whenever they want or they can stay with their father and watch football or go play football with them whatever they like like we are going to try to stay to that but hey things might change because that's just life 
So, luckily this week, I definitely prayed a lot. And I was trying to research, just trying to find meaning and hope. And I always turn to the Bible because now I understand it and now I'm able to read it. So, and I found this one passage that I wanted to share with you guys because it doesn't matter if you're not religious at all. But just know that you can get through anything. And after reading that, it did give me some peace. Whatever people are trying to spread their evil, their jealousy, their hatred, anything. Religion has taught me one thing. To be compassionate. When I look at people, especially people that are struggling or having a hard day or anything like that, I always lead with compassion. What are they going through? How would it feel if I was in their position? What would I hope someone was able to do for me? And I think if you continue to think this way or start thinking this way if you don't already, you're able to live a life with more meaning because you're helping others and you're spreading love. And I always say it's God's work, my hands. He's using you as a person to spread his good news, to spread that the world is hard enough. The world is messy enough. Be kind, be gentle, be nice. The passage I wanted to share is from Corinthians 10.13. You probably heard of the Corinthians because like a walk to remember that movie with Mandy Moore. It's very common. It's love is patient, love is kind. You hear a lot of weddings as well. But this passage is a little different because it does tell you not only about love. It's my favorite passage. It also gives you strength through hard times and hopefully gives you a little light when you're going through hard stuff. So it's every test that you have experienced is the kind that normally comes to people. But God keeps his promise and he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm. At the time you are put to the test, he will give you the strength to endure it and so provide you with a way out. Obviously, this isn't written in the classic text. This is more of a modern take or what I called just plain English. Because of this quote, I was able to power through this week because I know that I am not alone. No matter what it is, he got me. I'm not going to wish bad on people. I'm not going to focus on the negativity. I'm only going to focus on myself and how I can move forward and how I can be a better person and a stronger person out of all the struggles. So that's where it is. If you guys ever want to reach out to God or learn more about religion, just do it. Just learn about it. Whether it's just treat it like anything else that you're researching. Google. Google's a great place for you to start. I'm very grateful that I found religion in my life and it helps me get through and and helps me get through things that I don't understand. Because sometimes some things are just bigger than us. And literally it's in God's hands. So the recipe of this week is inspired by coffee hour. Throughout the years of going to coffee hour, one thing is always a staple. No matter who sponsors coffee hour, there is always some kind of deviled egg dish. Why? Because it is affordable, it is delicious, and the person who makes it is a labor of love. So that is what I'm going to show you guys today, how to make avocado deviled eggs. I like to use avocados. This is not very traditional. I like this recipe because now there's so many people that are dairy free. They don't like mayonnaise and all that stuff. So I like to make avocado because it gives you that creaminess while you can eliminate the mayonnaise. You can also add mayonnaise to this dish if you want extra creamy you are welcome um these are also great for halloween because they're green uh so it's fun so i'm gonna just call these avocado deviled eggs and it's a big shout out to i know the one lady my friend at church nadine not only is she a crossing guard during the day and during the week she's our deacon and she's always communion assistant or assisting minister she's there each and every week 
every Sunday, you can count on Nadine. Um, I know that she loves deviled eggs so much that I recently gifted her a deviled egg tray. If you don't know what they are, it's absolutely amazing. You can put stacks of deviled eggs on top. They all have their little cavity that you can pop them in and you can transport them because it's actually a really big pain in the butt to transport deviled eggs, especially when you're making so much to share with your church family. Well, it's about that time for this week's episode to come to an end. I appreciate you guys listening, spending time with me. And for those who are struggling and having a hard week, I understand you will get through it because I'm getting through it as well. God bless. Simmer Down with Viv is produced by me, Vivian Chan, and Tracy Gishkin from With You Media. For more information, visit Simmer Down with Viv on Instagram, With You Media on Instagram, or simmerdownwithviv.com and withyoumedia.com. Material has just debuted their line of pants. It's from their 29 collection. 29 because it's a little nod to that magical element, copper, which means you have consistent heat distributing for the perfect cook. There's no Teflon, no lead, and no fumes. There's also a lip design that curves slightly outward for smooth pouring. You can pop them in the dishwasher, and they're also oven-friendly for up to 500 degrees. This coated pan can be yours for only $95. It's valued at $235. And if you use the code SIMMERDOWNWITHFIV, you get an extra 10% off. Now slide on over to that site on materialkitchen.com and get yourself a new pan. You're welcome.